1: it is Tuesday, November 21,
2: 2023. I'm Crash Connell. Mary Danielson is here. The last
1: fresh podcast of this week. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's going to be a replay mm-hmm. with you and... Uh, Trisha Burton, uh, the Mormon expert. That was yeah. uh, back from August. Mm-hmm. And then uh, regular music programming here on uh, the Radio Frequencies on thursday and friday so boy we got a great guest today it's mm-hmm, been a while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a good show buckle up yes buckle up patrick wood is my guest today we are so glad to have him back on the podcast and we have a lot to talk about mostly pertaining to israel surprisingly enough but it's going to be uh maybe some things you haven't heard about that have happened over the weekend so we're going to talk about that my scripture today is romans 11 25 to 29 For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written, the Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers." For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Praise God. Won't you pray with me this morning? Lord, oh Lord, once again we come uh, come to you, uh, bring you our lives afresh and anew today. Cause us to grow in grace in all things, Lord, so that we can better serve you and one another. We lift up Israel as a nation. Lord, we thank you uh, that what you have promised to them you will fulfill in every detail. Thank you that you are bringing many home to that land and executing your perfect will for all those involved. We also lift up the victims of the war over there who are suffering loss and other hardships, Lord, that you would uh, have your hand on them. We lift up Patrick to you, Lord, and Char and family and ask that you give him strength and good health and to finish well uh, so he can continue to labor for eternal things. We ask for all unspoken needs as well, Lord, and thank you ahead of time for your provision, Lord, and we just uh, long to see you. We pray that you'd come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Patrick Wood, author, lecturer, economist, uh, is a leading and critical expert on sustainable development, green economy, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and technocracy. He is the author of Technocracy, The Hard Road to World Order, Technocracy Rising, The Trojan Horse of Global Transformation, and the Evil Twins of Technocracy and Transhumanism. He's an expert on the track, a self-proclaimed new international economic order and I would say he's the technocracy and transhumanism and global justice site is technocracy.news, and it's really worth your time because the content is refreshed often, technocracy.news. On Substack, he authors the Quickening Report. Patrick, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth.
2: Thank you, Mary. Good to be with you again. It's great
1: to have you back. Tell us a little bit about the Quickening Report. I think that's new since we talked, and how people can access that.
2: Well, sort of. Um, I started, started this originally with a video hmm. uh, presentation, and a series of uh, weekly shows. I couldn't do that anymore, uh, so I just continued writing, and... Um, the idea the idea was that uh, the things that I couldn't really really write on technocracy news I would do over there because uh, there's lots of things that I want to talk about you know but uh, sometimes it isn't appropriate to be uh, talking to, on on the technocracy news site so mm-hmm. uh, it's I'm uh, charge uh, 700 uh, excuse me seven dollars and fifty cents a month I think it is like that mm-hmm. um, and people are, can go and subscribe. I, don't, I wrote, don't write there every week or every day, but uh, when I do, hopefully it's something that needs to be said. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> great, great. It's, it's just wonderful to have that, that in, input about something uh, such an important topic that we're looking at, uh, technology and how it's actually changing our world incredibly. Um, I want to talk about today um, anti-Semitism. And yes. I'm, I'm calling the podcast Anti-Semitism on the Rise or Being Unmasked. And there's a reason for that. I think we're going to peel that back over the course of this podcast. But, um, some, may, some of the headlines the last few days might surprise people and some not. I want to start with some very recent headlines that center around some well-known conservative pundits, actually very well-known, who seem to be presenting a more right-wing brand of anti-Semitism. And I, 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 I want to ask Patrick what he thinks about this, but I want to give you the context first, um, and the listener, too, will have their own thoughts on it. So just bear with me for a couple of minutes while I lay this out. Yesterday morning, I read an email from David Horowitz of Front Page Magazine and of the Freedom Center about his breaking all ties with Candace Owens, who just a few years ago, uh, became a bit of a mover and shaker within conservatism after being invited to speak at a conference sponsored by Mr. Horowitz. And this is where she met uh, Charlie Kirk and became a national figure after connecting with him. But it was David Horowitz who continued to promote and host events centered around her starting in 2018. Now, uh, David Horowitz is a former Marxist. He has a fascinating uh, biography. Uh, he's a conservative uh, Jewish commentator today. Um and uh, he comments on the news, and he has been here on Stand Up for the Truth. Well, the editors at Front Page had a few red flags about her giving platforms to anti-Israel voices, but they felt uh this was not really part of a pattern at the time. But after October 7th, uh they kind of saw that the goalposts were being moved by her, due to a promotion of several anti-Semitic lies. Now, she has compared Israel to the segregated south of the United States, which is a poke at the apartheid state charge we hear from, uh, from Israel's enemies. But her most ignorant statement, uh, to somehow back that up, Uh, was also echoed echoed by AOC, um, that the Muslim quarter in Jerusalem is a ghetto, and Israel forces 350,000 Muslims to live there and nowhere else in Israel, which proves she knows nothing about Israel. Then she implied that Israel was engaged in genocide for defending itself against Hamas. Now, this kind of startled me. So she is no longer welcomed by those who gave her a place in the spotlight, you know, kind of game over. But And then Ben Shapiro called her out and suggested she could stop taking a paycheck from the Daily Wire any day now. Hint, hint. But then, okay, then Tucker Carlson got in the fray, uh, having Owens on his program. And this is where I think it got a little bit weird. Um, he said, and I'm going to summarize this so I can bring Patrick in on this. Carl, uh, Tucker Carlson said that while he was horrified by the Hamas attack, he thought that the emotional response to it by the media was disproportionate. And then he made some strange comments regarding Jewish donors to large universities who are now pulling their support over anti-Semitism. Carlson accused them of supporting white genocide the notion that the deep state uh the left or the Jews specifically are working to replace white people with minorities and these rich jewish donors are quote calling my children immoral for being white so in other words the Jews who are largely they're largely democrats and liberals in America by a wide margin and we've known this they've paid universities to hate whites and says why and Carlson says why shouldn't I be mad at you and then Owen says, where were you, Jews, when we endured all that? I mean, do they actually believe they're being persecuted by the Jews? And let me add, add one more thing here. Carlson frequently touts this so-called great replacement conspiracy theory, which claims that progressive Americans have been attempting to flood the U.S. with non-white immigrants to retain political power, and then Elon Musk got in the fray, and Patrick, I am scratching my head at this. Um, I would still say the majority of the political right supports Israel. But this is kind of disturbing, and I don't think it's insignificant. So please tell me what you think about this.
2: Well, this is this is just a, a, a horrible topic. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it, it really is. <clears throat> you know, basically the, uh, the idea of anti-Semitism is hatred of the Jews, not a political statement at mm-hmm. all. It's, I, I, in my opinion, it has nothing really to do with the land per se, um, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the policies that Israel might have uh, put up over the years. There have been all kinds of things they've done, and... When you get down, when you when you uh, take the the leaves off the artichoke or, <laughs> or the onion, <laughs> um, what you end up with is pure uh, hatred for Jews, and this is what we need to focus on, in my opinion. This this is where this is the, the virus of the mind that infects people to blame Jews for everything that's wrong with the world. Right. That's what the uh, uh, original protocols of Zion was all about, you know. Blame the Jews; they're they're, they're all the you know they're all the, the scourge of the earth sort of thing. That's not true. Uh, it isn't in, it, it, in, on so many levels, and that, that's not true. But this is the charge that Has, Hamas, for instance, Hezbollah puts again you know, Iran to, and puts against Israel that they do not belong in that land because they just want to kill them all
0: mm-hmm.
2: it, it, everybody has to be in in land in some on some piece of land somewhere whether you own it or rent it or whatever everybody has to have their their feet planted on the the earth <laughs> yeah. the jews do do mm-hmm. they're they're in is israel right now there's a, a big uh, concentration of them there and hamas has no really no interest in the land per se but to get the jews off of it mm-hmm. so it's about killing jews and this is what is in, in fact and come to america mm-hmm. to uh, infect the minds of the people here in America to think that the Jews are the source of all their troubles, yeah. period.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Uh, and only one, it seems like they're the only people group that would ever, this would ever be allowed to have a moment in the spotlight. This is mind-boggling because if you said these things about Islam, uh, you know, off with your head, and I mean that literally. Only one in six American Jews are conservatives. Seventy-one percent vote Democrat in this country, according to yes. Pew Research. And I've known this for a very, very long time. That's not really news. But, but Patrick, there's a paradox at the heart of I think American Jewish identity. Being a liberal in America seems to require ignoring the anti-Semitic decay that has come to permeate liberal institutions. Um, yep. mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, it really has, and uh, you know, it, it, we we look at the spectrum of uh, all the, our Jewish population in America. There's some on the right. There's some on the left, and mm-hmm. in the middle, whatever. Um, there's a lot of confusion. Um, there's a lot of disbelief or unbelief along that goes along with this stuff. It, it, when you uh, turn around, turn away from reality. You can believe almost anything. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. um, so here you have all these people that are um, doing stuff like giving money for, you know, causes that shouldn't, shouldn't be given money. Um, and you scratch your head on this. How, how could they be? How can they do that? To where it turns around and bites them in the keister, <laughs> and, and they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, we. This is the way America has been for a long time, and it's not just the Jews, for Pete's sake. It's lots of lots of people in America that have, in the same boat. Right. Um, but I've studied this for, and, and I dealt with this for over forty years. With this anti-Semitism stuff, it all boils a- down m- hatred of the, of the Jews and blaming them for anything under the sun that you don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've I've seen this time and time again. People send me literature. Oh my gosh, they send me emails of horrible stuff. Wow! And I just hit the d- delete button, you know, wow. but um, or put it in the round file. Round file. Yeah. Uh, but the the people who get infected with anti-Semitism turn bitter, uh, you can't get them out of their mindset, uh, no matter what you say to them, um, and they just go from bad to worse. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. And they were blamed, the Jews were blamed for the plague in Europe, too, and they weren't getting sick. Well, they weren't getting sick because of the laws that they followed, the dietary and cleanliness laws in the Old Testament. That's why they weren't getting sick, but that didn't keep the world from from blaming them for the plague and many, many mm. other things. What do you think about these conservatives' loose lips? I, I guess it really kind of caught me off guard. What do you think about it? On what now? Uh, the conservatives and their loose lips about what they really think <laughs> about Carlson and Candace and... <laughs> What do you I think know. about that? I mean,
2: you know, there's been a pop- propaganda campaign for at least 20 years mm-hmm. to twist the Christian church into believing a, ne- a, a different narrative uh, about Israel. Uh, or, there's less uh, different flavors of it, but like uh, uh, replacement theology, for instance. Um, but there's other things as well where the people where the church uh, and evangelical church and, and denominations well as well are twisting history to uh, say that Israel doesn't even exist really except some somebody's uh, in somebody's mind but the there the people there are imposters and uh, you know the Palestinians have right to that land and blah 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 as soon as a church uh, adopts that position, it changes everything. It changes their po- change their politics, um, the the things that they will say, um, uh, you know, uh, to defend their positions. Yeah. And it is amazing to me that so many church, uh, Christians have just um, fallen for this lie. Um, but. That, out of that, you see the conservative movement, because many Christians are really part of that movement. You see that percolating up mm-hmm. into politics and media and social media and mm-hmm. you know, posts and stuff. And you, you wonder, well, how could, this, how could this be? How can they get to this point? Well, we can look back for the, over the twenty years or twenty five years, and we see how it's, how it's been done.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The church, uh, the uh, churches, aren't teaching uh, the dispensationalism of that God still has a plan for Israel, which is permeates the Bible. There's there's really no question. There's really no. Um, it's very plainly stated in the scriptures. And yet now, here's what I'm worried about too, Patrick. Is this next generation? Um, the, the Gen Z or, or any, even, even, uh, millennials, I don't know where they're at exactly, but if the, if the parents aren't, uh, learning and teaching from the scriptures about Israel, it's gonna filter down and now we're going to have anti Semitic young people, a whole generation that doesn't believe Israel is important or remains in God's plan. It's kinda of like prophecy. Prophecy has fallen by the wayside among that same demographic. If you go to prophecy conferences, it's, it's usually older people is the, the general population of a prophecy conference. Um, yes. So I, I guess, Patrick, I am a little fearful of the next generation. They're going to be even more um, less supportive of Israel. Um, one article I read said, young evangelical support for Israel drops by half in just three years. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that doesn't bode well, does it?
2: Yeah, no, it really doesn't. And this is, uh, this again, this is part of the, uh, the, the effect of removing bible prophecy from the pulpit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you know figure go figure that that you would think that in any book you would think that the last chapter is really the best part of it because that's where all the things are you know revealed that that, uh you know wrapping up everything in the book is all about you think that christians would say wow that's that's a chapter we get really want to get after But no, they're turning turning away from it, and uh, they just want to. So many people don't want anything to do with Bible prophecy, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So they don't know. They really not, don't don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, and they're not teaching the Old Testament either. Or they'd understand that a nation can be born in a oh, yeah. day, and that, that a tongue can be re- restored. The ancient Hebrew tongue can be restored, and that God would gather His people a final time as so much in Isaiah and and uh, yes. Ezekiel and they're ignoring the Old Testament so I guess what do we expect but uh, it's kind of heartbreaking Patrick I want to talk about this thing called uh, protocols of the elders of zion I don't know mm-hmm. if the listeners know what that is as a basis a long running basis of anti-semitism what is the protocols of the elders of zion
2: well I'm going to I'm going to start out by saying if anybody wants to look at it don't <laughs> Don't <Amanda> bother. It. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's poison. It's <laughs> like if you want it, you want to get uh, strict on or whatever. You go, go to, go do it. But this, this is just poison. <laughs> um, what the 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 protocols of Zion have been debunked so many times over the years as um, a fictitious uh, uh, screed against Jews. Blaming the setting up, semi setting them up, and to bl- get to get the blame on for everything on the planet. Mm-hmm. And this has uh, been a mainstay document for Muslims over the dec- decades. I just uh, listened to some uh, imams citing it recently. Yeah, that the uh, that this is still a, a core thing that they're uh holding on to um, to, uh, to accuse the Jews of anything that they want to mm-hmm. um, So this is this actually started about uh, I think it was eight I want to say 1890 somewhere mm-hmm. on that, that area. Um, but um, it's been circulated, multiple times you know that the devil is the one has been circulating it right. every time things get settled down and you know, here it comes right. you know everybody reads it again and oh my gosh i couldn't believe it and you know that's where that's all the trouble right there yeah. um, but this is one of the most scurrilous horrible documents in the, on the fa- face of the planet as far as i'm concerned
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it purports to be minutes of meetings uh, held secretly by Jewish, uh, wise men, quote unquote, plotting to control mm-hmm. the world, basically, is, uh, um, it's, uh, the chief wise men, men explains how to turn non-Jews into slaves and how to take hold of various global institutions. Mm-hmm. The text contains a critique of, uh, oh, no, uh, okay. Oh, an analysis of methods that can be used to gain control of the world and a description of the universal state, capital mm-hmm. S, to come. Um, and every, as every single uh, Arab state, Muslim country has published or distributed, distributed it over the years. Mm. Um, actually, in the U.S., oh my, Henry Ford mm. is the one who had it printed. Henry Ford was, yes. is horribly anti-Semitic. Um, but in 19, by 1917, it was a bestseller in Europe and the U.S., where it was published by American Car Magnet and notorious anti-Semite <laughs> Henry Ford. Mm. Um, yeah. It says it's a conspiracy to destroy Christianity as well and control the world, take over the media, uh, replace the money markets, um, and of course Hitler mentioned it. The Nazis yes. mentioned it. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And
2: I want to stress again: this was this was not written, uh, or there was no meetings that took right. place. That uh, this was just a pure forgery, mm-hmm. but they blamed it on the Jews. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Period. I'm amazed that it's still in circulation. I, to be honest with you, although maybe I shouldn't be, um, yes. but it, like I said, from uh, not one Muslim country has not published it or distributed it, and then it feeds the Holocaust deniers as well. So I just wanted to give the listener an idea of what that is, because um, unfortunately,
2: you see, see it mentioned. Yes, uh, in fact, it's mentioned in the um, in the Habas, Hamas uh, covenant. Hmm. Uh, which I just read the other day for the first time, word for word, oh my gosh. Oh, gee. But uh, it's out there on the Internet. People can go and read it if you want. But mm-hmm. you'll see the the protocols of, of uh, Zion are actually uh, mentioned by name in wow. this document.
1: Wow. And I think when, when you hear commentators, this, this helps activate our discernment, because when you hear commentators say certain things, like what Candace Owens said and things like that, I think you can, um, you can hear some of that in these protocols and people, I think it's helpful to have the history of where a lot of these lies came from so people can, can see through them. And I think it's very, very helpful. Um, yes. along with some of these lies. Now, Dave, uh, um, because you and I were talking yesterday about this being spiritual in uh, nature, of course. And I, I know that Christians believe this. And we have five minutes through in this particular half. But David says, orchestrated by Satan, Decept Logans in the propaganda war against Israel. And when you watch these uh people protesting, there there are signs, of course, and we roll our eyes at some of them because it's mm-hmm. like it's the same old, same old, Patrick. But the number one, uh he's, he lists several here, David does, and he says, the number one is set Palestine free from the river to the sea. Well, we all know that people are geographically challenged, Patrick, um, what are they talking about? Uh, because they have no knowledge of what river or sea they're talking about, and what does that actually mean? <laughs> they really don't.
2: I know they really don't have a clue at all. But uh, the the river, of course, uh, ha- refers to the Jordan River, mm-hmm. and the sea rec- represents uh, the Medi- Mediterranean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, if you're going to push all those Jews into the sea, from the river to the sea, there will be no Jews left.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Right.
2: laughs> In the whole area, right. um, they want to kill them all. Mm-hmm. They don't want to kill just a few. They want to kill them all. Yes,
1: yes and I think it's, it's important to understand this phrase, that that is what that means. <laughs> yes,
2: I know. Oh, gosh. oh yes. You know, it, there's, um, there's a, a statement in this uh, covenant that uh, is striking, striking to me. When, it's, when they talk about the stones and the trees, will say, Oh, Muslims, Oh, Ablu- Ab- 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 Abdullah, there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. Mm-hmm. Come and kill him. Uh, only the what, uh, Garhad tree, uh, uh, evidently certain... Uh, Kind of tree would do that would not do that because it is one of the trees of the Jews. Oh my! <laughs> so the Jews have their own trees apparently. <laughs> but um, they, you know, this when they say stones and the trees will say, "There's a Jew behind me, come and kill him." That's it. everywhere. Every Jew they they could get their hands on, they would kill them all. <laughs> this, yeah. is like, yeah. this is not this, you know, it's specta- speculation on our part. or whatever. This is what they are saying in their official documents. Yeah. Well. It's, it's about killing Jews. It's not about displacing them from the land per se, yeah. but considering that they do not believe that Jews should have any right for to have Any land, anywhere in the world, the only way to solve that is to kill them. (sighs) They just don't want them to occupy space
1: on planet Earth. Right. And it's amazing to me. I think some of this is new to Westerners. I, I think this has spread something around the world in 60 seconds or less, amazingly, where Americans, because they don't study history, they don't study geography, they know nothing about the Middle East conflict. Now, all of a sudden, people have an opinion, and they're they're raising up signs they don't even know what they're talking about. Here's another one from David Regan, end apartheid in Israel. People don't know what that means. Um, because there are two million Palestinians in Israel. They're citizens. Uh, they have freedom to live where they want. There's no enforced separation of Jews and Arabs of any type. Um, people can vote. Um, so, um, and apartheid in Israel is, is this just a, a matter of ignorance too, Patrick? Totally. They
2: uh-huh. did. They didn't understand what it was in South Africa either. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, it's just yeah. So they just take that word, uh, borrow it from South Africa, and mm-hmm. apply it for the Jews. It's, yeah. it's uh, it, it is ridiculous. There's the the uh, Palestinian Jews, or excuse me, the, the Palestinians that live within Israel, are a guest what's going on with uh, Hamas mm-hmm. they don't want it they they have a safe haven in the world where they live right down right now they you know you know mad mad for whatever reason but you know there's so many of them are that that are israeli citizens
1: mm-hmm. wow Wow, very interesting. Um, this list by David Regan of all the deceptive slogans people see in this propaganda war is very, very interesting, and I think it really does help us to define some terms and understand. So when we're watching the news and we see people holding up these signs, we can go, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can cut through that, I can tell you exactly what's wrong with that, and just the ignorance that's going on here. So this is Mary Danielson. You're listening to Stand Up for the Truth. Our guest is Patrick Wood today, technocracy.news. And we are talking about anti-Semitism. As he said at the beginning, it's just, it's a tough topic. It really, really is difficult. But I think we're trying to uh, really help you to be more discerning when you watch the news on these things. So we're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about Israel and anti-Semitism with Patrick Wood.
0: Your prayers and ongoing financial support keep our truth
1: at any cost mission strong. StandUpForTheTruth.com Welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth. My name is Mary Danielson and we are speaking with Patrick Wood today. Um, technocracy.news. What a great website. And in the first half, we talked about some conservative pundits who seem to be letting their anti-Semitism slip. Um, you know, we're just curious. Why this? Why that? We're just curious. We're just curious. I think it's a counterfeit curiosity. I think things are coming out that maybe they didn't want to come out. Um, there's a, a article about Candace Owen. Um, by uh, JNS, uh, Jerusalem News Service. And he says, This is not just about Israel. It's about the survival of Western civilization, which the Islamic jihadis have been working to destroy. And it's about the sad caricature that Candace has become. Um, and you can go back to listen to the first part uh, if you want to understand where she's coming from. He says... Um, Jews are canaries in the mine of civilization. The West is next and America above all. He says it's one thing to have been alive in the 30s and not realize where the Nazis were heading. It's quite another thing to be alive during a 75-year campaign by Islamic jihadis to finish the job Hitler started and fail to stand against their open campaign to create a second Holocaust. And he ends with, we are in a civilizational war Um, and these conservatives are on the side. sidelines are actively supporting the crusade against the West. It's really just one or the other. What do you think, Patrick? Are you there? I think we've lost Patrick. Um, We were talking about um, um, the the spiritual aspect of this, so I'm I'm just going to go back to this until we can get him back. You want to grab Crash? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see if we can get Patrick back on this. But um, uh, David Regan has a great article, and he talks about this being spiritual. He says, orchestrated by Satan, deceptive slogans in the propaganda war against Israel. Um, And the first one was set Palestine free from the river to the sea, end apartheid in Israel. Um, And then the next one is free Palestine from colonial oppression. It crashes in here. We're going to see if we can get Patrick back. Um, free Palestine from colonial oppression, and uh, David Regan said, this is absolute nonsense. The Jewish people are not colonialists. They are not outsiders who have taken over someone else's land. The land they currently occupy, um, and much more that they do not yet occupy, was given to them by God, um, and we hear that a lot. Hmm. This is
2: Danielson. I believe we have Patrick Wood with us back <laughs> on the air. That's good. We, but... weren't do- we weren't done with you. Don't hang yeah. up until we're done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For sure. Yes. Well, And what I was saying, could you hear me, Patrick, when I was uh, talking about civilization, the end as we know it?
2: uh only until the call (laughs) drops.
1: okay okay well i'm just going to reiterate you know this is the jns news service and he says it's one thing to have been alive in the 30s and not realize where the nazis were heading but it's quite another thing to be alive during a 75 year campaign by islamic jihadis to finish the job hitler started and he says this is a civilizational war i think christians in the west are next what do you think about that
2: Yes, they're they're they've been on a, a chopping block for a long time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Islam wants to take over the world. Period, mm-hmm. and they're doing a pretty good job of it so far. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, so. okay, all right. Uh, David, back to David Regan. Um, free Palestine from colonial oppression, and then the next one is end seventy five years of occupation. Oh, uh, Patrick, I didn't know Israel was an occupying power. What's up with that?
2: Well, they're not, uh, not at all. But <laughs> right. this is this is a, a lie that just comes in. And, you know that people just say it. And well, it must be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but historically, it's not true. And h- any way you slice it's not true.
1: Right. right. Well, wow. well, it doesn't keep them from saying it. Um, uh, free Gaza yeah. is another nonsensical slogan. Um, Israel granted complete sovereignty to Gaza in two thousand and five. Um, the Israeli army forcibly edict, evicted 9,000 Jews from their homes and settlements and turned the entire area over to the Palestinians. So there's another lie. And then stop Israeli genocide. Um, yeah, you know, they're just, this is just crazy stuff. Just lie upon lie upon lie. And uh, David concludes, The outbreak of massive irrational anti-Semitism worldwide is a supernatural event orchestrated by Satan. He hates the Jewish people with a passion because they are God's chosen people through whom he gave the Scriptures and the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he hates the promise uh, to bring a great remnant of Jews to salvation. So there's some we're talking spiritual warfare on a level that I don't think we completely grasp. What do you think about the spiritual warfare when it comes to the, the Jewish people?
2: This this is exactly the issue. Um, there is a spiritual war, a, a spiritual ele- a element mm-hmm. of this that, uh, that only can be, can only come from the spiritual world. When you see the hatred that he- sets into people's hearts when they uh, become anti-Semitic, you can't explain it any other way. There's no rationale for their hatred, mm-hmm. but... The devil is apparently able to cast that into somebody's li- mind, or suggested suggest it to them, uh, whatever. But when people they just they go off the the deep end, yeah.
1: Yeah. and
2: they they need to they people Christians Christians should be very careful. To not fall into this, because if you want to get on the on, on the right, the the wrong side of history and the wrong side of God, keep your eyeballs and your hands off Israel. Hmm. You yes. don't have to. Uh, you don't have to agree with them on anything. It's not has not a, a, n- anything to do with uh, policies or what they do or don't do over there or anywhere else in the world, right. for that matter. Um, just keep your hands off of Israel yeah. just leave them leave them be yeah. that they're God's God's business there yep. not ours. yep absolutely. So so many Christians are falling fall in this trap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to set, set themselves up to be an enemy of God because they're turning against the apple of his eye
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just that's a don't dangerous want to do place. that. yeah, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, I've said over many, many years, I've said, you know, Israel should just do what they want, because no matter what they do, somebody's going to be unhappy, because the UN, with all their resolutions against condemning Israel for A, B, C, and D, no matter what they do, Netanyahu of late, you know, with the Supreme Court uh, wanting to restructure that, they can't do anything right. So why bother? Because they, they shouldn't feel the need to please the world with what they do. But, um, yeah, the Christians need to be careful also because when these violent, um, you know, satanically-fueled people uh, who are protesting understand the Christian connection being grafted in and the connection that we have to Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they're going to turn on us. That's what I'm thinking, and then we're really going to have, I think Christians need to not be naive about where this could possibly be headed. What do you think about um, uh, persecution coming out of this?
2: Yeah, you know, when 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 it real when it really sets in to people's war, mind that Jesus Christ was a Jew <laughs> mm-hmm. and that all Christians follow this Jew.
1: Mm-hmm. How
2: how can that be interpreted any other way?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. It's yes.
2: Case case closed.
1: Right. <laughs> right. It's not rocket science, is it? No. <laughs> no. Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Some perilous times ahead. And I think we need to be ready for that. Um, as we see this happening, because in September it wasn't happening. And in October it was happening. And I think it can yes. turn, the world can turn incredibly dark incredibly quickly. So we need to be on yeah. our toes. Now I want to switch gears a little bit, Patrick, because technocracy is your area of, of expertise. And many years ago, I read a book called IBM and the Holocaust that again, mm-hmm. I could not believe that IBM was using the latest computing technology in the 30s, these punch cards, to round up the Jews and to begin to have a, a crude database on all the Jews throughout Europe. And so technology has been used for a very long time for evil purposes. But I want to ask you, where does technology and technocracy fit in, do you feel, when it comes to what's going on in the Middle East at this point?
2: <clears throat> well, there's no there's no doubt that technology can fall into the hands of evil people, and it's, this has happened many, many in many cases for mm-hmm. sure. But it's kind of begun. It, it's, it's gone beyond that at this point, where the technology that we see, uh, uh, things that uh, like uh, this universal ID, uh, mm-hmm. central bank uh, digital currencies, and uh, the surveillance technology that's uh, everywhere now. Um, we look at all of this like a net that's closing in on society, mm. and what is was and, and AI especially. Um, what what's happening is real, reality is collapsing wow. because of this t- technology. People don't understand it; they have no clue what it's all about anymore, and it looks to most people to be magic, literally magic. Wow. So when when uh, when AI comes in, for instance, and presents you with um, news stories with fake uh, deep fakes, th- people say saying saying stuff, and you can't can tell if it's them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, reality is collapsing literally wow. uh, for millions and millions of people, if not billions. And this is the devil's plan. Because if once, if a person can be separated from reality, he can be manipulated any way to Sunday. Uh, Any, anyone, anything you want to take, tell him, he'll believe it. Because he can't, there's no touchstone for him to be in reality. So he's just floating around. Hey, I'll believe anything you want to tell me. Anything, any lie, they can't even tell it is a lie. Mm. Wow. This is the, this is the larger problem right now, and I tell you this. I see this in every little you know the demonstrations you're talking about. I can see it all over the place, where people are literally being separated from reality, where they cannot take tell the difference what what is real and what's not real.
1: Mm. Wow. and it leaves us scratching our heads. I um, and the reality that of human. Human existence and who we are and what we've done as a culture for for millennia. Uh, you say that reality is slipping away. Is it is it being replaced? So it's being replaced by what people think reality is. And you use a word simulacrum.
2: That's right. Yeah. What what That's is right. that exactly? Well, simulacrum was an, a word uh, coined in about the early nineteen eighties um, to uh, to describe a phenomena where. <clears throat> uh, something in reality originally was, uh, modeled by something and that model, uh, simulation, if you will, proceeded to be uh, removed from reality to, to this extent that there's no reality behind it at all. Uh, I think about, um, uh, seeing, a, a, a mirage in the desert, uh, Palm trees, water, you know, <laughs> camels or whatever. You see the mirage, but you get there and it disappears because there's no, there's mm-hmm. nothing there about the, you know, there's no water at all. Um, that's what a simulacrum looks like uh, in the end. Um, so as reality uh, moves away from the images from from what it was taken from in the first place, it it creates its own ecosystem of belief where there's nothing. Here's a better example. Do you remember the movie The Matrix?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Where all the people were walking on the street, normal, they're living normal lives. Uh, you know, they talk, they, they eat, all that kind of stuff. And yet, yet their bodies were uh, supposedly in this... Um, these, these pods where they were m- being mined for energy as uh, the simulation was uh, put out uh, to their mind that they were living this normal life somewhere. <laughs> and there was right. no, it was not true. <laughs> it just was a m- mirage. Mm-hmm. That's what people are looking at today. They're, they're, they're separated from where their bodies are to where their, their mind is, and there's no reality behind it whatsoever. This wow. is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. This is—I think this, prob- this is probably part of Satan's master plan to divorce reality from the people, yeah. so they can be manipulated and uh, you know uh, led into crazy any any uh, activity you can imagine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. And that's that will be probably the cl- closing chapter of Revelation. In the end, I think we'll see the, 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 the extreme of this. When Christ returns for the second time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when the people on earth the fighting Armageddon at that time leveled all their weapons against him who was coming in the clouds, Thinking that they're going to re- blow him, blow him out of the clouds with their pop uh, pop guns, uh, you know, missiles or whatever. <laughs> How can they conceivably yeah. figure it with that scenario that they're going to take their weapons and shoot him out of the sky? Yeah, this is totally removed from reality. Yeah, yeah. That's-
1: yeah, what a great point. I think, you know, the scripture calls it, you know, why do the people, nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? I mean, that's putting it mildly, a vain thing. I'm, it's going to absolutely come to nothing. Uh, but I'm thinking even, even earlier in Revelation when it talks about the image of the beast that it would speak. Um, and I think to myself, when I first started to study this, I probably had absolutely no idea what that could possibly look like as well as the mark and many other things that seemingly be easily, easily implemented tomorrow. Um, now, at this point in 2023, we, I think we can say that we really understand with the advent of AI what that image of the beast might be. Um, and so I'm thinking, along with you, the, the level of deception um, goes far beyond, I think, the days of Noah. There's something absolutely bizarre about this time frame that we're living in. Um, do you have any thoughts on the image of the beast and AI and how that all fits?
2: Well, it, it really it fits uh, totally. Um, when, when you think about um, uh, even simple AI right now, uh, yeah. simple compared to what's going to be probably three or four years from for now, mm-hmm. um, you can see that it can talk. It can reason, apparently, right. at least enough to fool a to human.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it can issue orders for whatever outcome it wants to do. We know that uh, the robotics, for instance, can be uh, hooked up to A- AI to kill people or cause harm to people. Um, you can see all these things in Revelation uh, where not just uh, buying and selling, stuff like that, but to the execution of those who confess Christ during that period. Um you know that's that's an easy thing that for for IA to uh, excuse me AI to figure out mm-hmm. who's a Christian and wasn't who's not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the time the, the next time they pr- present themselves to uh, you know, get food stamps or whatever <laughs> is going to be mm-hmm. out there, um, they're gonna be killed. period. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that we can just see this all over the place right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's very clear.
1: Yeah, one of your uh, front page articles on Technocracy News uh, talks about you know we've talked about normalcy bias where people I mean the holidays are common people are going to pretend everything's normal and maybe we'll get better at some point because they refuse to believe that things are getting progressively worse. But then you also mentioned something here called the conformity bias. <laughs> What's the conformity yeah. bias? Because I think if I had a map, I'd say you are here. What is conformity bias? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's a good one. The uh, <clears throat> That it, uh, that was called, for, in, for instance, by uh, Anne uh, Rand, the social metaphysics, mm-hmm. where people um, look to their social group. To tell them what is true. Oh, great! <laughs> this, this I don't <laughs> talk about a false na- narrative. You wow. just yeah. Uh, so there is no independent or critical thinking going on here, mm. and uh, this is kind of a, uh, the the lazy person's way of uh, r- acquiring a view of reality. You know, ask your ask your friends <laughs> what, right. what is true. What's, what's true
1: and what's real? And then, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. And and of course right now I think we're in a technocracy with no central figure but but as this grows and grows and grows it Patrick it seems like the seat's being warmed up for somebody to come in here and just step into that role and just take it all over it's already there. What what uh you know demagogue over history wouldn't have loved the scenario that's in place right now to control billions and billions of people unless they kill half of them off but billions of people uh, already ready-made for a dictatorship. What do you think about that?
2: Well, you know, there's <clears throat> there's a well-known um, globalist <clears throat> by the ni- by the name of uh, Prag pra- 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 Khanna Yeah, Indian. Who wrote yeah, yeah. in a book? Uh, I can't remember which one is uh, is right now, but uh, he wrote that there, we're building this global system without a global leader. Because he says that the system is the system, <laughs> and it doesn't need a global leader per mm. se. So that's. And so he said huh. that they're being intentional about this. It it for a Christian, you look at that statement and said, well, it's going to be presented for to somebody someday for control, but they're not building it right now without. Uh, a global leader intentionally, hmm. just waiting for this uh, some somebody to show up. I suppose, uh, and you know, take it over and use it for their own purposes. Wow. Um, but this is what the antichrist will assume. In the end, he will re- assume that his position is ahead of all system the system. And it's really important for people to understand as well. I think
0: mm-hmm.
2: that the devil doesn't need. Uh, he's well. He's not. Uh, he he can't be everywhere at the same pl- same time. He's not omniscient, right. omniscient either. So he needs a system like this to enforce his will on the on the planet. He, there, there's no other way to do it other than just type of AI system will just uh, you know just put the lies out you know, and, you know tell people what to do. Uh, this will be a tailor made for him when the time, uh, when the start of the tribulation uh, mm-hmm. is. I asked this question of uh, uh, who was it? Tom Hughes, I think it was a few weeks ago. How much time is the devil going to take to during the tribulation period to set set up his infrastructure? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, the answer is obviously he's not going to. Take any time at all. Mm. He's he's doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> he he knows wow. his time is coming. If he doesn't do it now, he's not going to spend one minute de- developing it during the seven period, the mm-hmm. seven year period, mm-hmm. because he's got, he's got other plans for it. Yeah. Honestly, he's, 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 he, yeah. the system is going to be ready for him to take over at the time he appears.
1: Yeah. Oh. Wow. Wow. And he'll be busy with political things like, uh, confirming peace covenants and, and, uh, that sort of thing. And, and people are going to be thinking, whoa, what a great world. What a great man this is. And, and Israel, for all that they're going through right now, I know we started out talking about Israel, but I'm thinking about all that they're going through right now is really nothing compared to what they will go through when they look to him as their Messiah, which is a little bit scary, too. I mean, Patrick, there's a lot of scary things on the horizon. We only have three minutes left, and I want to give you an opportunity to, to jump in with anything that we didn't cover that you would like to talk about for a couple minutes.
2: Well, probably I would reiter- reiterate my warning to Christians. Stay away from this, this issue of blaming any, any Israel or Jews for anything. You, you can have any belief you want about policies, about what they might, might do or whatever, but yeah. don't get crosswise with God on this. Yeah. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, this is, you know, when when Genesis said that he will bless them, uh, who, you know, who uh, well, let, let me tur- turn it back, I got, got the the verse screwed up here, but he he will bless those who bless you mm-hmm. and he will curse those who curse you. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't set, your up, set yourself up to be a recipient yeah. of that curse. Mm-hmm. Um, especially um, I, for a Christian to do that is just, and, and it, it's unbelievable that a Christian could get screwed around to that point yeah. Where he actually is an enmity with God,
1: yeah yes no, that is it's not not yeah. yeah that's a scary thought, and America has been um pro israel uh since forty eight and um God has watched out for us, um but I think yeah. we're going to see, and we are seeing the uh blessings being removed i think god's hand of protection is being removed from america due to many other things yeah. you know homosexual trans agenda all abortion so many other things and uh, patrick thank you so much for being with me today and uh lord bless you and all your hard work and we're, we're just glad that you're still in ministry thank you patrick
2: yeah thank you mary all
1: right all right technocracy dot news patrick wood um like i said he is an expert in all things global and uh, I just want to leave people with the idea of of uh, Israel. You know, what would the world be like? What would we be like if there was no Israel and all the things that they've invented? The first Intel chip, mobile phone from Motorola, um, drip irrigation, instant messaging, surgical robots, car cameras, navigation apps, solar windows, flash drives, firewalls, Iron Dome, hundreds of things more. Israel has been a blessing to the world. We need to bless Israel as well. So. Um, thank you for joining me today. Um, again, tomorrow, Trisha Burton, Replay About Mormonism. Thursday and Friday, no podcasts. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Monday, Matt Truella, Scott Shera. Tuesday, Julane will be with us. Looking forward to that. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And that is found in 1 Corinthians 1558. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful day on purpose, and I will be live with a fresh podcast next Tuesday.